Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, November 1, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a lot of stuff on the docket. We're going to talk about something very, very important. And that's why I'm leading with this tonight. Because we have a situation, and we've alluded to this before, we've talked about it in two forms a number of times. We're going to do it again tonight, and we're going to use a lot of charts tonight to go through a lot of learning opportunities. But what's happening today, and what's been happening, and I think what the interesting phenomenon that's going on, is we have what's called, and this is called in the trading parlance, we have a two magnets pulling with a side of kabuki type of tape. You might want to put that on a sticky note. What exactly is that? Well, let me explain it, and then you'll understand why I'm leading with this tonight. We'll get to the gap and crap. We'll get to the gap that was filled and the crap that ensued afterwards, and whether or not that is actually the end of the rally. That's the horizontal line you see on the screen at around... 390.15. That's the number they played games with Friday night. That's the number they traded away from yesterday slightly. Narrow ranging day, inside day. This morning it looked like they were going to complete what I call as the fake out operation and actually go higher, meaning the fake out was Friday. They come back down and then here they would go higher. I ended up being incorrect in that assessment. We ended up with the gap and crap scenario, but I think there's something bigger going on, and certainly it's going to get one kind of boost or another, most likely tomorrow afternoon after the FOMC announcement, which is also known as Kabuki Theater. Let's get back to the two magnets pulling concept. So magnet number one, we talked about this inverse head and shoulders. Here's your left shoulder, your neckline, your head goes down to the low that was made, and then you made a right shoulder, and for all intents and purposes, this pattern from a head and shoulders perspective is valid and also has a target higher than we've already gone, higher than today's high. We'll call it 295, give or take, for argument's sake. But wait, there's more. We had another one that was somewhat larger in scope. This one has a left shoulder here. It has a head that goes all the way up, a right shoulder, and an active, continues to be active, head and shoulders pattern regular way that has a target down in the low 340s. We've talked about this a number of times. So we have two conflicting patterns the same as each other, not to the same magnitude and all that stuff, but two conflicting patterns going in opposite directions. That's why they're conflicting. And which one is going to play out first is the ultimate question. Now, this neckline, if we were to reach that neckline, that was exceeding or will exceed the minimum required target if this particular head and shoulders pattern inversely off the bottom were to play out. But interestingly enough, right here would be the invalidation point, meaning this is where the original head and shoulders pattern, we'll call it regular way, 
would become off the table, and therefore we would forget about the 340, 342, 343 target. You come over to the weekly chart, and there's a slightly different look. So with this particular case, we would say, once they begin climbing up into the big breakdown candle, they're likely to get sucked up further into the big breakdown candle. As you can see now, they're having trouble getting into the big breakdown candle. They closed inside of it last week, but here they are hovering near the lower portion of said breakdown candle. But they did fill that gap on the daily chart, and that doesn't mean they can't go higher. Just because they filled the gap and they traded away today, they can certainly go higher. And then the Kabuki theater portion comes into play where tomorrow afternoon the S&P or the ES or whatever you want to use as your vehicle, the S&P could be up or down anywhere from 50 to 100 handles in a flash. That's why it's called Kabuki theater. Anything goes the chart on a short-term basis ends up looking like an EKG, and then a few days later, something else, some other news item circles into the media, and therefore we forget about the Fed for a while, and everybody refocuses on the new item. If the market's going up, the new item is positive. If the market's going down, we can always re-blame the Fed. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes, so we must look at the weekly chart and draw this trend line in and say, hey, in the vicinity of that trend line, even though they came up short once before, you have to just visually look at this and say, hey, if they're going to start running up higher, and it's a big if, but we're the umpire, remember, we're not bulls, we're not bears, we're assessing what we see on the chart with the information that's been provided up until today's close. That's what we do. If they start pushing higher and they start making a run for the upper portion of this breakdown candle, the one ending, the week ending, 9.16, then you won't help but notice the trend line that's above. And if they spike above, and it all depends, right, on when they would get up to the high of that breakdown candle, if they can get up there at all. Because think about this, you have a downsloping trend line, so the more out in time it goes, the lower price will be if it hits the trend line. It could coincide with the breakdown candle high, depending on when that, if that were to happen. Just looking around the horn, seeing what jumps off the page. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, it means we have the awareness that all the things we talk about, for all the reasons we talk about them, can happen. And if things begin to unfold in the direction and the manner in which we discuss, then you have a beat on it. You have an understanding of where the market's going, why is it doing this, what chart is actually the dominant thing. It's generally the larger time frame. And remember, unless they start, this is from last night, unless they start getting below intraday closing candles below, hourly below, and then daily below the low of this last breakup candle in the sequence, 379.68, then all this is, is a gap that was filled, they're pulling back, they're still in this short-term uptrend, this is a trend line, it is steep, and if they start getting below and closing below this trend line, watch out for a quick drop to some lower stuff, mainly 
we would look to the last breakup candle low in the sequence, and there's other ones up here, but this is the big time one. This is all the way down at 363 and a half, and lo and behold, it just so happens that somewhere in the vicinity of a 50 to 618 retracement from low to high. Funny how that works. It's around a 618 retracement. Once again, you begin seeing how we begin to build a full stack that creates a tradable opportunity. We don't know if they will go down there anytime soon. We're saying if they start to fall, they break that trend line, theoretically that's going to open the door once they start getting below that breakup candle low at 379 and change. Once that happens, that door is going to start opening and then all of a sudden you start realizing that, hey, wait a minute, I have the awareness of where they might be going and depending on how they get there, that may present itself as an opportunity because we have the makings of a full stack down there. This is how it works. Inside the numbers, we're going to highlight a few important things. I'm going to scroll up. I'm going to urge you if you're interested or already are an intraday trader active in the markets during the trading day, I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We show the good, the bad, and the ugly in here each and every day. This is for real traders interested in putting in the work to get the results. At zero dark 30, we've got a bunch of green on the screen, which we did this morning, and a mirror image of Monday. Monday, the market was trading down. You walk in, turn around Tuesday, and they're trading up. Where'd they go? They went right back to the unfinished business place outlined last night and also last week. Funny how that works. Let's keep it simple. The unfinished business is a spike above 390. They've already been there in the pre-market. That's the pre-market thieves. They continue to hang around the neighborhood. Friday's follies with the number after the bell was cute. It was either a signal of weakness that they couldn't get there, but then being there today, that's kind of off the table. They came right back up or the actual destination. And this is where I actually had it wrong today not realizing the gap in crap situation. My concept was back up the second time after a near miss, that's the fake out, they're actually going to go higher. That concept works out way more often than it doesn't, but nothing works 100% of the time. And today, I was in the trick, trap, fooled, and frustrated crew, not working for Trick and Company, but a recipient of their work. So I'm saying here, or the actual destination is somewhere else higher and they are just playing games. So we discussed the higher stuff. We didn't need that. 390.15 was the number. They spiked it by just a few pennies, a handful of pennies. And then they turned around and they started having the crap portion of the gap and crap situation. What if they fall? Well, they can and normally will run some tests. Friday's high is around... 389.50 and the gap left open is just under 389. So that created a zone which I felt was a legitimate opportunity with the concept that they were still going to go higher than 390, trade them up into the Fed meeting tomorrow afternoon, that type of situation. Here was the 389 situation. You see what happened in the first five minute candle. They came down to about 389.30, I believe that is, if I remember correctly, 389.30 on the button, and then they bounced back up to run another test of the gap, 
And then when they came down again, and you'll see this on the board before the first 15-minute candle closed, I believe I posted it, where they came right down through it, it changes the risk at that price when they came close and bounced away. Now, close is debatable. Close, I treat like this. If I have to ask myself whether it was close enough, then I'm going to pass on the trade because if there's a hint it was close enough, I don't need the risk. Let's move along, see what else we have because as things become clear, you have an understanding of where they might be going. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Again, pause the video, read the notes. It's an open book system. We had a long trade from the room at 388.40, which was a spike of 389. I don't have to go back to the chart. Net, net, really didn't work. Gave a little bit of a bounce and then they came down. And when they came down, if they break, they're going to 387 and a quarter and so on. Gap and crap variety below 385 and a quarter opens the door for another leg lower. They can spike it, but staying below is the bear case. 384 is important. 10.08 a.m. With a give or take, that was pretty much the end of the road today, but had they started pushing below 384, there was another leg down, and you'll see that in the notes. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. The door would begin to open below 384 for 382.60, and then 380.75. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double-check the work. We will circle back to stocks on the move, but first, when you read the notes, do it with purpose. Put a line on a chart, for example, with the numbers you see on the board. Read the commentary. See what happened around the numbers. Did it create a bull bear battle? Does that tell you the number's important? If they continue above or below, it opens the door for the next number. Can you trade it at least part of the way for a minimum of a scalp with potential either away in the northern or away in the southern direction in between these numbers. These are some of the things. This is just some of the ideas and takeaways when you read the notes and double check the work. Stocks on the move. Didn't have much on the board today with the gap higher open. Takes a lot of the opportunity away. We had one hit its entry objective, T-R-E-X. The other three did not, they're off the board. There are no trades. T-Rex came down, had a rocket ride away, did the deal later. Now, I would say, based on the type of rocket ride it had away, that it came too close, which increases the risk slash changes the trade at 44.31. Either way, the takeaway is the numbers work. They did the minimum required base hit and then some. It went up, I think, over 2%, which is a nice little pop from a scalp with potential day trade opportunity, hit and run business. These are not marriages, these are cup of coffees. Before we move on to some of the other markets, let's check out other charts. Let's see what's confirming, what's saying what from a visual perspective. For example, on a 240 chart, do we have to say this is a reversal candle or can we say this is a reversal candle? Are they still eating time off the clock? Is this in a bullish or bearish position? What's the story? First thing I look at is the makeup, if you will, of the candle. It has the makings of a reversal candle. 
It had some volume, so it has the makings, and it certainly begins to qualify. So they were hovering around the 200-period moving average. They filled a gap, and they crapped out. But they're still inside this big-time breakup candle, just like the daily chart, and frankly, being above three out of the four moving averages and still not that far away from the fourth, meaning the 200, isn't really that big of a deal. It doesn't make me bearish. If the trapdoor opens tomorrow around Kabuki Theater, tomorrow afternoon on the FOMC announcement, then we can say, well, yeah, yesterday morning the market topped out, filled the gap, crapped out, and they fell from there. Certainly, that will be the discussion, but we don't know that now. It hasn't happened yet, but we are aware that we do have the makings of that type of candle, the daily chart, the 240 chart. The big red candles are the scary ones. If you're a bull, if you're a bear, those are the welcomed ones. Different picture on the 120 chart. Now we have a reversal candle on volume and they're beginning to put in a bearish flaggish pattern. That is in fact what jumps off the page when this turns up. From a symmetrical standpoint, you could see this playing out to run a test down to the last breakup candle low in the sequence, same low we discussed before in the daily chart, same low around 379 and a half, give or take. The bull case is getting above 390.15, which is the gap that was filled, or call it today's high, slightly higher, and closing candles, that's gonna open the door for the next numbers up north, 392 and a quarter, 393, and beyond. The hourly chart shows a very similar picture to the two hour or 120 chart. It essentially is the same bearish flaggish formation. What's going on in Camp IWM? So they have a similar situation. We have a red candle. It's a down day, not by much. It's a red candle because they had the gap and crap, so it stands out but it's not a meaningful situation because we're basically in a flattish type of situation from yesterday, close to close. Actually up about 20 cents on the day, close to close. So it doesn't mean anything, it's just a nothing day. The question is, what's gonna happen if they can get above and stay above, which they ran a test of today? Running a test is one thing, because they couldn't get through it on day one or the first test, doesn't mean they won't later on, but they were in a test of the breakdown candle high in the sequence of the last one, the last one of meaning, and guess what? They were rejected. It's the same as the S&P being rejected from the gap. Okay, fair enough. But if they get above this, what's gonna happen? Well, they're gonna go fill their gap up here. That's the situation. We talked about this one already. When you compare and contrast the weekly chart, as you see, they're already climbing the last breakdown candle in the sequence. So they're not to the top, but they got about halfway home so far. Whether or not they continue to climb remains a mystery, and a lot of it will be hinged on Kabuki Theater, unfortunately, but that's the reason we call it Kabuki. We call it a ridiculous thing. It's up, it's down, they're hinging on whatever the Fed says, they're hinging on three quarters of a point increase, and are they going to do 25 basis points less next time? Are they going to pivot, not pivot, play musical chairs? What are they going to do? It's a bunch of hocus pocus. The market sets the rate at the end of the day. 
market sets the rates that you and I pay no matter what we're buying that has interest attached to it. It's not the Fed, minus a few exceptions. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So they had a little bit of a pullback type of day, down about one half of 1% on par with the SPY. So there's no big deal there. We had the divergence slightly with the IWM, positive divergence, my favorite market leading indicator, and the transports are basically on par. They were down about the same. There's nothing to do one way or the other. There's no different information than there was yesterday for the folks down at the transportation department. Again, things will get wild tomorrow afternoon and the charts will look different when we come back for the Wednesday video. About the Q people, we have a lagging situation, very similar to the SMH when I keep doing this with the SMH. We have a lagging situation and if they start getting below this channel, breaking below this channel, it's gonna open the door for some lower stuff. Then you start thinking about the awareness this is we have about the head and shoulders target from the first head and shoulders regular way down at SPY 340 and change. And if this is gonna break, this is nothing more than a bounce and a downtrend any way you look at it. The only question is, can they bounce higher before the next leg down or have we seen the highs and the next leg down is underway? That's the only thing that we need to decipher. XLF, they didn't go anywhere today, up nine cents. They're waiting on the Fed. Financial stocks are obviously, as everything else is these days, sensitive, uber sensitive to what the Fed is going to do and say tomorrow. Smash Mouth, even though we have the same channel situation, somehow they had an update today throwing a wrench in the system. Now you have a positive divergence in the tech space with the semis being up. Go figure. This type of activity is certainly sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.